Hey everyone, welcome back to the Secure Leadership Development Podcast. This is Sabina Papu, your host, and this is episode number three. So we are slowly moving towards our season. I am not sure how many episodes we're going to have in this season, but one episode at a time. I am asking God every step of the way what to talk about, what do we need, what does you know, our community need. Um, and this week, I really, really felt like it was time to talk about shame. So we'll be talking about shame today and specifically shame script. So I don't know how many of y'all have read about shame or have really, you know, thought about shame deeply as I have um, or read about people talking about it or you know, listen to different podcasts, things like that. Like there's lots of different resources out there about shame. Um, but today I want to go to scripture. We'll be going to John chapter 4 and looking into this beautiful passage of a Samaritan woman by the well. And Jesus meets her right there and does some incredible work. He asks her some sweet questions and she responds and not just responds, she defends. And it is such a beautiful passage. God has used that passage to change my life. Um, a few years ago, I was three or four, three years ago, I was in a really difficult space. And I just remember laying on the couch, crying for a full day. And for me, it takes me a while to cry. I'm not really a crier. I feel things deeply, but I don't always know how to express it. I feel like there's like an emotional block sometimes. And I have to really come to a place. Uh, maybe I need to feel like really safe um, and then I can just let it out. So I reached that place three years ago with this one particular situation. And I was just crying and I was like, Lord, I just want this pain to stop. Like, I don't know what to do. And God in his grace and mercy led me to John chapter 4. And he said, Sabina, if only you knew who I was, you would ask me for living water and I would give it to you. So that is what I want to talk about today. And I want to talk about shame. I want to talk about this shame script that we have on our mind. I will share a little bit of my story. We will talk about scripture. And I just want you to identify the shame script that is playing in your mind. I want you to identify it. And I want you to bring it to light. And then I want you to tell someone about it. So, because it doesn't just matter to just name something. But you have to... Name something, acknowledge something, and then confess it. You need to tell someone else about it too. Someone you trust, someone you love, someone who is your person, your best friend, or whatever it is, your mentor. Tell them, hey, this is the shame script that I've been carrying, and I need you to help me. All right, so that's a little overview of what we'll be doing today. So what is the shame script? These are my words. I, I was researching, so use a dictionary, but this is mostly my definition of shame. So if you don't agree with it, that is totally okay. So a shame script is a negative text or an ongoing voice about what 
we believe about ourselves. It's a negative voice about what we believe about ourselves, what the society says about us, and what we should be receiving. So that's what we're going to talk about. There is this thought in our mind that, hey, this is who I am. And sometimes that is based on what society thinks. Real life example. I'm not married yet. And I would love that one day. Um, And I'm definitely open to it. Great. But my parents have a really hard time that I'm still single. So sometimes I feel shame for not... Uh, meeting my parents expectation because I would love to but there are some things that I just can't because it's not in my control so there's that shame script that's that we have in our mind and sometimes it's based on what the society expects from us um, and based on what we should be receiving and John chapter 4 talks about that there's a woman at the well who um, has a very different relational status and the society is shaming her for it and so Jesus talks to her about that I really think that the biggest obstacle to us emerging leaders right now in making like good decisions and moving forward is the shame script that's why I want to talk about it we have this feeling of unworthiness that sometimes drives us and we just want to cover it up um, with what feels and seems worthy. I'm going to stop saying we. I'm going to use I. And if that if you feel like you resonate with it too, then use I. So let's try again. Sometimes there is this feeling of unworthiness deep inside me that I feel like I need to cover up with something that feels worthy and beautiful. But underneath all of that is still the belief that I am the rejected, misunderstood, never going to be enough person. That is my shame script. So whenever something happens in my life that doesn't feel very comfortable and someone pushes that button, that is immediately what I'm telling myself. That I'm unwanted, I'm rejected, I'm misunderstood. And I'm never going to be enough. Just a few days ago, I was talking to my parents and they had some, um, from their perspective, healthy critique for me. From my perspective, unwanted critique. I did not ask for it, but they had a long list of things that they wanted to say. And it was really difficult. Um, After that, I felt like... I was misunderstood and not enough and I was I just felt really sick if I'm being honest I just I did not feel very good um it was really rough I then went to a retreat and at the retreat I got to share some of those things with some people I trusted um and received some healing for that so that really helped me so that morning I actually started reading John chapter 4. So let's transition into John chapter 4. I'm going to read that passage and then we'll just take it from there. There's really only one or two things that I want to say um, and then we'll just we'll just end. I don't want this episode to be longer than it needs to. 
but we also don't know how long it's going to be. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and read John chapter 4. Okay, let's see. Okay, I'm going to start from verse 4. It says, Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sichar. Maybe that's how it's pronounced. I don't know. Near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he, he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and flocks and herds? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Verse 15, it says, The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming back here to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you, are now, the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Let's stop right here. The conversation keeps going on. But right here, there is a bit of a shame battle that's going on. The Lord Jesus knows something about her and she is trying her best to not um, get exposed so she is trying this logical reasoning in verse 11 and it says sir you have nothing to draw with she's pointing out on like god's god's lack jesus's lack he's she's saying hey you don't have what it takes to get the water from the well which is such a simple task like you don't even have a, a bucket if you know maybe that's what they're using you don't even have the resources how are you supposed to get that and here you are talking about living water you know so she has all these defenses up and then she's also assaulting <laughs> she's she's questioning god's identity you know she's saying like well are you greater than jacob like who are you and why are you engaging with me? You know, and Jesus, all he says is, I, if you truly knew who I was, you would know that I am the fulfillment of your deepest longings. Like what you are looking for, I am the one who will fulfill that for you. And that is so difficult to actually hold on to every single time. I think as emerging leaders there's something that god is calling us towards and i have found this in my own life that 
I just want to go ahead and get it done. I want to do it in my own strength, my own resources, all that. And God is like, don't do that. I have resources. And sometimes I I ask God, well, like the lady, I like the Samaritan woman asked, well, you don't even have a bucket to draw the water out of the well. You know, I look at my circumstance and I say, God, you're not even here right now. I can barely even feel your presence or I don't even know where you're at. How are you going to come through for me? You know, and I begin to be more practical and logical. And it's honestly just just struggling. You know, I don't really feel God direct me one way or another, you know. Um, and it's just like, all right, what do I do? Um, but what is so interesting about John chapter four is the woman at the well, she is, she is living her everyday life according to the shame script that's on her mind. The shame script that was based on the reality of what she had seen, heard, and the words that people had spoken over her. The story tells us that she was at the well when nobody else was. That's the shame script that's running in her mind. She's telling herself, and people have told her probably, that she is rejected. And so according to that shame transcript or that shame script, she's telling herself like, okay, I got to go at a time when no one can see me, you know? And then she's telling Jesus, she's, she's challenging Jesus's identity. That is shame script as well. You know, where you begin to doubt God and you're like, well, you're not going to come through for me. Like nobody else comes through for me and I'm just going to have to figure it out. There is this shame attached of like, okay, I'm not going to be enough. And my, the script is, I've never been enough and I just want to be okay. And, you know, so that's just shame coming through every single time. And she's defending her honor, you know, she's saying, well, yeah, it's, it looks like you're a prophet, you know, <laughs> and, but she's defending herself and she's trying to, um, she's trying to protect herself. And God begins to invite her into a safe space and tells her that, hey, I am actually the fulfillment of your deepest longing and the deliverer of your shame completely and forever. And that, that is why I think it's so important to at least know your shame script. Like, what is it that you keep telling yourself? At least say that out loud once, you know? It's always on your mind. You're thinking through it, whether you're, you know, aware of it or not. Like, there's something that's driving you and pushing you to the the next thing. Maybe it's positive and just very, very thankful for that. I genuinely am. If there is a positive motivation that's pushing you towards the next thing that is incredible but if there is a negative thing that's pushing you at least say it out loud so you can hear it and so but God is saying like hey when you expose this shame script not only am I going to show you that I'm actually better and I'm going to cover you forever and protect you forever is he's also saying i'm going to give you the deepest knowledge of myself as well he tells the samaritan woman who he is he says i am who you've been waiting for he gives her this deep knowledge that everyone has been waiting for 
he tells her that he is the messiah that everyone's waiting for she receives information that nobody else did there's a sweet thing that happens in communion with god where you give voice to your shame script where you say god this is what i'm believing about myself and my circumstance and god begins to give you a deeper knowledge about who he is and if i'm being honest i need prayer for that like right now you know it's just been a difficult season navigating through so many voices in my head and it's hard to find god's voice you know and i'm doing whatever i can to get back to that place where i can hear god's voice more clearly um but sometimes i know like when you're just tired and emotionally drained and things like that it can be really hard to like have a solid relationship with god so if you're in that place where you just feel like i can't really hear or feel god's presence sometimes you're maybe just tired and it's okay to just rest god is not going to go anywhere that is what i'm telling myself and that's what i want to tell you as well god's not going anywhere he's right here and he's going to be there for you forever he's not going to leave you just because you don't know how to talk to him right now you know all right so so what does this mean so we need to first and foremost identify the voice of shame what does the voice of shame sound like to you and what is it saying to you so you might be like well i don't actually even know if i have a voice of shame these are some symptoms and these are all from this book called the soul of shame by kurt thompson he's a doctor and he writes about shame so if you ever feel like you're not enough like what you're doing is not enough that is a symptom of shame creeping in in your life so when you feel like you're not enough next time ask yourself what is the shame script what am i telling myself right now if you feel like you're turning in and away from other people or isolating yourself or feeling uneasy and overly cautious self-critical or have the fear of abandonment or fear of rejection or anxiety or depression or lack of creativity and engagement those are some symptoms that there might be a shame there is a shame script in your mind and the best thing about acknowledging this shame script is you get to expose it and you get to bring god into that and not just god but your community into that and i'm telling you when you begin to bring your community into that and tell them to like call you out every time you're living in shame it is the best thing ever because you don't feel like you're you know fighting this battle by yourself when i went through nothing with my parents earlier this week i felt really alone and i went on this trip and i felt really alone like even the first day i just felt so alone even the second day i was like i feel tired and alone you know but when i finally just shared what was going on in my mind and my body i cried i cried a lot and people just let me cry which was really very kind of them sometimes literally like just letting people cry is kindness because 
coming from my perspective, I rarely cry. So when I do end up crying, just let me cry, you know? Um, But once that was out, people, my community that day, they were able to defend me. They were able to speak life over me and call me out and say what they saw in me. And it was the most beautiful thing. And I needed exactly that. I needed someone. I needed a a few people to finally say good that they saw in me and say that, hey, we're here for you. We're going to protect you. We're going to guide you. We're going to be there for you and defend you. And more than that, you know, more than people, God always tells me that no matter what is going on, God always tells me that, hey, I will be there to protect you and defend you and guide you no matter what. So expose that shame script, whether you're a guy or a girl. I know it sounds different for both guys and girls. Sounds different, but it's there. Here's a definition by Kurt Thompson. It's a pretty heady definition, but it gives you insight on why I'm so passionate about this. So here's the definition. It says, shame is an emotional weapon that evil uses to corrupt our relationships. It disintegrates any and all vocational vision and creativity and is the primary means to prevent us from using the gifts that we have been given. Shame is not an unfortunate, random, emotional event but it is the source and the result of evil's active assault on God's creation, a way to hold out until the new heaven and the new earth come into being. Did you hear that? It is not a random, unfortunate emotional event. It is the source and the result of evil's active assault on God's creation, a way to hold out until the new heaven and the new earth come into being. Such a powerful definition. Later this week, we will be reposting this definition on the Secure's Instagram page, so you'll have access to this definition. I think you should definitely write it down somewhere in your journal. It's such a beautiful um, definition. It, It puts it into perspective that the shame that you're feeling is not just like a mental, emotional thing. It's a spiritual thing. And that's why I care about this, especially as an emerging Indian leader. There is a shame script because I feel like there's a lot of toxicity in Indian families. There just is. And if I'm wrong, I'm, I would be happy to be wrong. So this might not be your case, but I've seen some toxicity in Indian families. And out of that comes this shame script that's always running in our mind. And it's terrible for us. So that's why I want you to know that, hey, this is a spiritual thing as well. This past weekend when I was at retreat, this beautiful picture came to my mind and just reminded me of who we are in Christ. I think I want to end with just this part right here. So in Christ... Jesus has already won the victory, right? On the cross, when he died and was resurrected, he ascended into heaven and is now at the right hand of God. That is where God is placed, right? He is placed in victory. He's not in the grave. He's placed in victory. So 
because of Jesus's victory, we as his people, we live in victory, right? So here, think of this picture with me for a second. Think of yourself in this huge battleground where there's just so many people all around you, okay? Just close your eyes and think of this real quick. There's a thousand people sitting all around you and you're in this battleground. Everyone's cheering and hooting and clapping and all the great stuff, right? And there's two teams. These two teams have lots of people in them. So huge two teams. One team is winning and the other team is losing. From from the truth of scripture, we know that we're on the winning team. And at the end of the day, when Jesus comes back, we're going to be reigning and ruling with him right? So we are on the winning team. Sometimes this shame script drags us down and we feel like we've messed up so hard and we have nothing to give. We much rather go to the well at noon, kind of like the Samaritan woman, and just hide away from everyone, stay away from all these words that people are putting and just run away and hide, you know? But in that moment, I think it's really important for you to picture this image. You are still on the winning team. You may not be feeling so good. You may not be feeling like I'm victorious and, you know, I'm just crushing all those demons and I'm doing all these great things. But you're still on the winning team. And that was good for my soul this weekend. Let me just, it was good for my soul to know that I am still on the winning team even when I feel like a wreck, even when I feel like, oh my gosh, this shame script is going to cut me down in my voice. Like, I think that the shame script, when I feel just a lot on the inside, I lose my voice. And so I felt like I didn't have a voice. Um, But just still remember and remind yourself that you are still on the winning team, no matter what. Jesus is still on the throne and he is still on your side providing for you protecting you and guiding you so that is what I want y'all to think about this week let me know what y'all are going through every Thursday I mean don't give me details if you don't want to you know totally fine but um every Thursday on the Instagram page we are intentionally asking for prayer requests And that is a real ask. I do really want to pray for y'all. And not just me. I want us to pray for each other. So if you feel good about sharing your prayer request on Instagram, go ahead and share something. We do want to pray for you. We do want to check in with you. And we want the community to pray for each other. So that's one way we want to support you in this season. Um, just super, super thankful for you f- to listening for listening to this episode and engaging with John chapter four. Um, take some time to really talk to God about that. That's a value of secure to be real with God and to talk to God. Okay, so last quick announcement. We will be working on the secure retreat soon. So I've got the green light to begin working on the secure retreat. So 10 months or or 11 months, something like that, 
let's just say a year a year from now we will have our first secure retreat if the lord wills if he continues to give us all the green lights and brings the people together and the resources together and gives the vision um for the retreat continues to give the vision for the retreat we will have that and i'm very very excited to begin doing these because that's where my heart is at to have a physical space where we can see each other and interact with each other and have open conversations and share our shame scripts with each other you know have real life community and conversation so that's a quick update about secure retreat um but that's about it thank you so much for listening and for engaging with me i Again, I'm just so thankful that I get to share what I'm learning and bring you all to this journey. So thanks again. We'll talk very soon. Let us know how we can pray for you. All right. Have a great day. Bye.